0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at OrcaCoors.com. From Roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to OrcaCoors.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's OrcaCoors.com slash bourbon today's show is also sponsored by our friends at old limestone mixing water it is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon we are firm believers here at dad's drinking bourbon drink however you want to drink you want ice in it put ice in it you want to put some water in it put water in it if you're gonna put water in it use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground old limestones unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich velvety smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium which amplify flavors yet with no iron at all you can make bourbon anywhere you want but 95 percent of it is made in kentucky because the water is special use old limestone water to mix take the taste test pour a bourbon neat sip it now add old limestone swirl it and sip again check out old limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online
1: bourbon mbi this September in Louisville, Kentucky, with Bruno Mars. Don't me, just the killers. The Black Keys. Oh, oh. Brandy Carlisle. Plus Duran Duran, yeah. Billy Strings, the Black Crows, the Avon Brothers, Lonnie, and so many more. Bourbon and Beyond. September 14th through 17th
0: in Louisville, Kentucky. All passes on sale now at BourbonandBeyond.com. One, two, three. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. Zeke, are you with me? Barely. You you had a rough day yesterday. Tell me about your day. You flew from Nashville to New York to Chicago, back to Nashville. You got a tattoo on your ass. Tell me all about it.
1: Yeah, we we flew, we departed, the first flight I think was at 8.10 in the morning from here to LaGuardia, left LaGuardia about
0: LaGuardia.
1: Hey, you say it your way, I'll say it mine.
0: It's LaGuardia. I flew in there, I mean, I only worked in New York and flew into LaGuardia all the time.
1: Cool story, bro. (laughs) All
0: right, so so you got a tattoo on your ass, you got a free cocktail for the rest of your life every day. Tell me I mean, about I
1: it. Gonna lose, I think they're going to lose on that deal. But yeah, so we went to all three mother's ruins. There's one in Chicago, one in Nashville, one in New York, which is why we flew into LaGuardia. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, our buddy Mike Hines, he jumped in, went with us. Carlos and Chris went. Uh, Seth Weinberg here in town did it. Anthony C. A few other people. I love, was, like,
0: uh, I love how I thought you were going to be slumming it, but the second Hines, what you had, like, you know, limos taking you from the airport to Mother's Ruin. You like, you guys did it right.
1: Yeah, we walked out of the first airport, and he's like, "Ah, I'll, I'll get us a ride. Don't worry." Like, okay. And there's like this private driver there with a Sprinter van that's like decked out. It's got four captains' chairs, plush leather, a big screen TV. We stop and get Joe's pizza. <laughs> doesn't <help> right
0: <laughs> yeah for those of you listening this is going to be one of those episodes I don't edit much because I want to get this out this week because I'm so excited for our two guests and speaking of which one of these guests still owes me a tattoo session and I'm going to be getting a tattoo with one of them Jackie you know it's you and
2: the pizza slice tattoo yeah
0: we're getting a pizza slice tattoo yeah yeah but You're uh supposed
2: to do it in New Orleans but like
0: we missed it uh, i i got to see your amazing and i want to talk about that too like because your session was one of the best sessions at new orleans bourbon festival and i'm even saying this like i did a session and it wasn't even (laughs) close to as good as yours (sighs) but we have jackie ziken we have nate winneger we have the folks from hidden barn whiskey on today i am so excited to have both of you thank you for joining dad's drinking bourbon
2: Thank you for having us. Truly a pleasure to be
0: here. Nate doesn't want to say anything.
3: Nah, nah, I'm excited, man. Excited to be on here. (laughs) I'm looking at Zeke's hairy chest on the video. It looks fantastic. I saw his tattoo. I feel like I'm ready, primed to go, man.
0: You saw his ass. I mean, I love how you guys get to see this. So this is typically how Zeke and I record. Like before the, the pandemic, we would always be in person. And post the pandemic, we really phoned it in and we're okay, like zooming each other, even though he lives, you know, 20 minutes up the road. And every time I I'd sign in, I don't know what he's going to look like. Like he might have his shirt completely buttoned down. He has this flannel shirt from maker's mark. He wears all the time that he just lets completely go. But like tonight he's got the deep V. It is a deep, deep, deep V.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like
2: to be. I like to be. You no, know, when you're like, home. you're like, show us your ass. And I just that said, thought to myself, like, did I miss? This is just like part of the show. Every time that like there's a ceremonial like zeke ass moment, but like, I don't know. Here we are. You know. That's, that's,
0: I mean, if you're gonna you get the it. mother's ruin, oh,
2: I feel special now.
0: If you are gonna get the mother's ruin tattoo on your ass, you got to show it off, right? Like.
3: Not, are you applying uh, the proper uh, ointment to that thing, Zeke? I just want to make yeah, sure. I put cream okay. on it right before we get on the show, actually. I tried to do that out, before, uh, before okay. we okay. jumped on. That's good to know. <laughs> Jackie, I'm... Do you get
2: to pick the location for the tattoo? Oh, so it, it, you chose the ass tattoo.
1: Yeah, Well, actually all three of us did. But
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think you want the mother's ruined tattoo anywhere else but your ass, right?
2: oh my gosh and he's oh. showing us a picture of all of them i don't know part of me thinks it would have been funnier and certainly more c- accessible in public spaces if you would have gotten the tramp stamp version of a mother's ruin oh, tattoo great. but maybe that space is already <laughs> occupied knowing you so
1: no i just got i just got too much hair <laughs> I love, out there. Wait, wait, lines, man.
0: wait the best part about that whole statement was knowing you <laughs> <laughs>
3: Second like was that it's maybe already occupied. That was the second statement. Yeah, might already be occupied. But
0: she's like, it might already be occupied, knowing you. <laughs> Zeke does have it a is. Dixie Chicken on his back. What else you got? What? He has a Dixie Chicken on his back.
1: Yeah, is that it? Uh, I have the the logo from the bar, of the Dixie Chicken. That's in College Station, Texas. That's on one shoulder, and then I have like this medicine man. From when I was in the Scouts, when I was younger, on the other shoulder.
2: And that's it—just
1: the three tattoos. Yeah, so it was kind of a bummer on this one because my first two, I could always say like I have never met a soul that has either one of these tattoos on their body or anything similar to it. So I, you know, at forty-one, I felt pretty good about that. And now I'm like, man, now a bunch of us got this some bitch. But you know, it is what it is. There was at only
0: least, like so. seventeen people that did it.
1: Well, plus Carlos and I went back and found the original logo, not the, the wide one, but the one that has mothers and then ruin up, up under instead of side by side. So I think we're the only two that got that one. So I, I feel pretty good about that.
3: Now, hold on a sec, Bill. Is it unlimited cocktails when you go or just you get? No, one. Cocktails? One per day. I
0: mean,
1: let's be honest. Oh, my gosh. Do you, do you think they're going to, I mean, they're going to give us these little engraved cards. I, I don't see them shooting me down if I need more than one to, you know, get the day going.
3: Oh, my gosh.
0: But that's what Zeke did during Mother's Day yesterday. So for those of you that are listening this week, uh, yo, know, my wife decided to have a, a, a girl's weekend. So she was hiking all weekend and I had a great weekend with my daughter, but Zeke was flying around the country going to Mother's Ruin and getting cocktails. So congratulations, Zeke. We're really proud of you. Good job on the ass tattoo. And, uh, when Jackie and I are getting a tattoo of pizza, we, we will not be, I mean, we could change it, Jackie, we could do whatever you want. Like we, no, pizza's great. Deal's the deal. Okay. Perfect.
2: We agreed on it because we were sitting there eating pizza. That's where the pizza slice came from. And like, we have to stick with the pizza.
0: I am okay with the pizza. And I, I mean, I have tattoos. I am eventually going to get a sleeve. Uh, I am just Zeke knows I am in the middle of getting zapped. So I'm getting all my hair taken away from my arm and then I will get a a whole sleeve.
2: Dude, getting that done over skin with a tattoo is the most painful thing in the entire world. Like I know this from experience. It sucks. Like it's terrible.
0: Yeah. So I'm not getting, so my tattoo that I already have is not getting lasered. So the problem is like, I see all around it and all like the, the hair is gone. And then it's just like, I have to shave where my tattoo is every day now. And
2: I feel like in that case, you need to get a tattoo of like Bigfoot or something like really (laughs) hairy anyways. So you just let it grow in naturally for the tattoo itself.
0: Oh no. Now that I'm like starting to get the, the laser, I'm like five treatments in. I don't want any hair. Like I I'm almost like, just do it over my, my tattoo. Like I'm fine. I will get it again. Like I am just, i'm okay i just don't want it there anymore
3: john what, what is kind of the person gets a tattoo
1: of himself yeah what so what kind of person gets a tattoo of himself if he gets bigfoot
0: <laughs> oh oh <laughs> somebody's got jokes
3: look what's at uh, what is the tattoo of there john
0: what's confused well, what's
3: your tattoo of on your arm
0: i mean you can you can see it it is actually um this one here is a logo from Jimmy World. I'm okay saying it. I was an emo kid. I was in an emo band. And this is a logo from Jimmy World. And I'm okay saying that.
3: Yeah, if you're going you going for know, the, uh, the okay, Hank
1: Williams logo, it didn't quite turn out too well. <laughs>
0: I mean, it 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 also translates to why I'm such a Swifty, because... I really do just enjoy emo music and that's okay. I love
2: you, man. That's okay.
0: That is okay. But welcome <laughs> now that we've like deviated for 10 minutes <laughs> and we haven't <laughs> talked anything about whiskey. Welcome to both of you to dad's drinking bourbon. Jackie's Zaiken is a legend and I'm sure she's sick of hearing that over and over and over. Uh, but you know, we know that she has a, a great career from bartending to I and <laughs> Jackie, I have a great story for you that has nothing to do, do with. So we had this guy on. So I I interviewed the Tennessee whiskey trail, and they're doing a whole Tennessee whiskey week this week. And every night there is a a different uh, dinner and and all sorts of stuff going on. And this guy came on from the the bar at the Cumberland at JW Marriott, and he was like, I'm a mixologist and all this thing and. So I was like, all right, cool. You're making Taylor Swift cocktails. I completely stopped this whole podcast to talk about his Taylor Swift cocktails. And like the first one he named like Jake's Lament. And I'm like, all right, that's a really bad name for a cocktail. And like he did this whole thing after all of these Taylor Swift X's. And I was like, all right, what's in your cocktail? And he told me what's in his cocktail. And I was like, yeah, I know those flavors all too well. And then, oh, and then the next one, he was oh. like, it's mayor's tears. And he goes through this whole thing. And I'm like, do you woulda, coulda, shoulda, wish you used different fruit Stop in it. that drink? And then the next one, he did like Taylor Lautner. And yes, I know back to December is about Taylor Lautner, but I'm like, I don't even think she wrote a song about Taylor Lautner. Like, Taylor was a footnote in her life. She was in valentine's day with him and so we go to the next one and he named it after harry styles and i I was like all right you got yourself out of the woods with that drink and then
2: did he pick up on like your commentary so the best
0: thing was there was this young publicist in there and there was um the the head of the president of the usbg in nashville both of them got my jokes Andy Nelson was in the room from the Greenbrier charity. The executive director of the Tennessee whiskey trail was in the room. Andy's wife was in the room. Like there were a couple other people. Nobody else got the joke, but those two people and and Andy at one point was like, the, the oxygen is completely out of this room because nobody is getting your
3: jokes. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I would
2: just think if you were, and I'm not judging, I'm sure like, it's an amazing human and amazing drinks and a lot of creativity. But I just think like, if you're going to like really get into Taylor Swift to the point where you're creating an entire menu based around Taylor Swift's personal information that you would under, you would pick up on jokes like that coming through. But like
0: Calvin Harris, Joe Jonas, even Joe Alwyn, like all these people, like there were so much ripe stuff and like, to name the drinks, you could have named the drink after the song, or you could have used a lyric in the song. And he's like, "Yeah, just the front desk girl name these drinks." So I'm like, "The front desk girl needs to leave." Oh, do you
3: understand what the hell is that's happening right now? Oh no, I've been
1: in full blackout mode for the past ten minutes. Okay, he I mean, says so T Swift, and and I turn it all off. Like he knows, I, I he know. knows,
0: and and my my Instagram post on Tuesday is. Zeke just makes fun of me because I do Taylor Tuesdays, and I am unapologetically like, I I don't care. Like I am very manly. Like Le- Le- John and
1: I never ever 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 talk music.
0: <laughs> I mean, I like your music. Zeke and I have gone to an Alabama show together. Like we like the same music. He just does not like when I like Taylor Swift.
1: Not with Garth, dummy. I mean.
0: No. Oh. oh, we went to Garth too. I completely forgot about that. That was a great show. Was girl, it? Girl, she's so show. memorable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, both of you. So we know, and, and I'm just going to skip the bullshit. Like y'all know, and I was saying this before, Jackie has had an illustrious career from her days behind the bar to her days at Old Forester. We all know everything she has done. I am not downplaying that at all. I just don't want this to be, A podcast where we're like, "Tell us about your past." We want to talk about the future. We want to talk about what's going on. Same thing with Nate. Nate has had this amazing. I mean, we were talking about this before we even started recording. We've had Nate's picks since twenty seventeen. What he's done with fifty two eighty whiskey out in Colorado. We remember Nate before he even showed his face. Like back when he was like, "I got this job." i can't show my face online like that's how long we have been friends with nate we love these two individuals we love that they have turned everything into hidden barn but we kind of want to know like tell us the story we know jackie was coming out there with old forester she met you you all became friends but like tell us how hidden barn even started from the beginning
2: Nate's got to take this one because I wasn't part of it from the beginning. I was the late addition to the club here, so I'm giving this over to him.
3: I didn't even know this.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, truth. I mean. I
2: I crashed uh, the wedding.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Rule 76, play
0: like a champion.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, just to start, I think some people probably heard it before. Jackie and I met uh, in Colorado, Breckenridge, over a pour of whiskey and that's kind of how this whole thing started uh long and short of it is i met everybody that's part of this brand having a pour of whiskey or through something with whiskey and and became friends and it kind of grew but uh for how hidden barn originally started was uh before covid um matt dankner and i who is my partner at 5280 whiskey society and is also one of our partners with Hidden Barn does our operations finance for us. Um, We were thinking what's next for 5280 Whiskey Society, honestly, at that time. Like we were like, what can we do? How can we take it to the next level? We want to continue to kind of expand on our whiskey journey. Um, One of the things we thought about doing was opening a bar with a private club, kind of like the Jack Rose model or some of the models that you see more now where you've got the bar and then you have like a private club attached um, that would be open for um, our members and to continue to kind of expand on bringing whiskey to the masses, education, all those things. And we were actually looking at property. We're looking at doing that right before COVID and thank goodness we did not buy um, because we would have been wiped out for sure. Uh, during that, as uh, unfortunately so many good people were. Um, and we had been approached many times, and I've been approached many times, from people that wanted to start brands, whiskey brands and other brands, uh, spirits brands, and just asking questions like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Is this something we should do? Um, and a lot, we didn't uh, attach onto any of those. Um, there wasn't really a good fit for us through some of those experiences, but. Um, After a while, we decided to talk and said, why don't we just look at doing this? This is something, you know, maybe we should look at doing. And we have a lot of passion and love for whiskey and um, love for the people in whiskey. It's such about relationships. There's so many great people in whiskey. I just, you know, it's something that I just truly wanted to be a part of just because of all the good people involved. And so we decided to start looking into it. Now, believe me, uh, wanting to start a brand and actually knowing what to do with a brand are two completely different things. There's a lot of people I'm sure right now that want to start a brand. You see things like uh huge sales of companies and and, and whatnot. I'm sure everybody's like, oh that sounds awesome. Let's do a label. Let's uh you know get some whiskey and, and start putting out a brand. But the uh, all of the things behind the scenes, it's it's such a, a complex thing. There's so many things <laughs> that come with it.
0: No, and, I mean uh, let, I, let's talk about this for a second because yeah. I this is one of my favorite things to talk about on these shows. Because everybody's like, "Oh, I want to start a whiskey brand. It would be so awesome. I'm such a connoisseur." And then you realize, like, there is licenses you need to get. There's, Uh, you got to go to the TTB. You got to make a label. You got to do all this stuff. So tell me, like, talk about that. How you decided to make this brand, and how you realize all of a sudden, "Oh shit, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be."
3: Yeah, that happened pretty quickly and Jackie <laughs> and I have kind of a good experience that I'll get to here with that piece uh where she kind of I uh, was bouncing some stuff off of her. Um but uh yeah, I would say, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing um to some extent, obviously. We we picked a ton of single barrels, but that does not necessarily qualify you to be a brand. It's fine and, and whatnot. I mean,
0: Zeke and I have done the same, right? And we yeah, are begging yeah. for somebody, but we don't have that kind of money.
3: You know, like there's <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, a
0: whole backing you need to, like damn. too.
3: Yeah, money's important too. But uh I would say, you know, one of the things uh that we thought of is like whiskey and how do we get whiskey. Uh people don't realize number one how much demand there is for whiskey, how limited good quality whiskey is. There's whiskey on the market. There's whiskey they can give it's to get quality whiskey. The second thing is whiskey <laughs> needs to go on something, and it's called a, a whiskey. It's called American new American oak barrel, and uh, they're not growing on trees. Uh, they are
0: guys. on trees, though.
3: Oh, that's right. They were trees. Uh, but you know what? They are very, very difficult to come by. And if you don't already have a relationship or connection with a cooperage, uh, good luck because uh everybody needs it and there's just not that many out there and, and
0: they and hell nate not not even to cut you off i mean there was even a glass shortage in the middle of the well, damn pandemic another, so like you know where, you think about that's everything that's going on me. you're you're losing barrels you're losing glass yeah. you're losing corks i mean like everything uh, is at a premium you, bro, right man. now so why the hell did all you decide years. to start a brand
3: yeah, well, we started we started to wonder that a little bit, but uh, we were we were passionate. We wanted to go through with it. Um, I had met Royce Neely, um, actually a couple times. Once in New Orleans, John. Um, you know, I, I think that year that we were all down there, maybe the first year or something like that, or second year, and uh, had met him and uh, was really impressed. He was in like a uh, seminar, breakout seminar. It was like Andrew Weaverink and maybe like Trey Zeller. And Royce was just like asking all these crazy questions. And I was like, oh, my God, like, who is this young kid that like is making me look like I, I absolutely know zero about whiskey, which was true. I probably didn't know very little about whiskey because there's so much to learn. But I still have a lot to learn about whiskey. Um, but I was like really impressed. So I just I pulled him aside, introduced myself. We had a pour later. And then and he ended up coming out. He was in a movie. Uh kindred spirits i think was the name of it he was in a movie and we brought him out with 5280 to do a, a, a charity movie screen we brought all the whiskey clubs together and showed it at an old movie theater and then had uh pours and a charity auction there and um, so he had come out and that's where I really had gotten to know him more and uh and uh so that was the first person i thought of to reach out to us like you know um royce is making whiskey he's got his own distillery in kentucky Um, I've tasted his whiskey. I like his whiskey. Let's reach out to him and see if he'd be someone that'd be interested in in looking at uh, being a part of this. And uh, so we reached out to him, and he was kind of like, well, what do you guys want to do? And we're like, so we were kind of telling him and going through that. And we had started kind of the planning. And what we uh, originally started with was way different than where we're at now, of course. Uh, But we were looking at, like, hey, if if we move 40 barrels a year, wow, that's like, uh, that's good for us. That 40 year, 40 barrels a year mark and just start out really slow and just get a label and kind of go that way. Um, And then jump forward. Jackie's been a good friend since, like I said, we met before and she would come out here and and my wife Jackie and I would go and get the daily or the the, the yearly exercise, not the daily. I, I wish I exercised daily. That's a lie. If anybody sees me, you know that. But the, yearly exercise we would go cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, something outdoorsy. Uh, Jackie's very outdoorsy and she would get us to leave our leave our house and go do that and we were up actually uh, cross-country, no we we're snow, uh, cross-country skiing and uh, I thought hey I'm gonna just bounce a couple things off Jackie about this, let her know. We hadn't told a soul, we hadn't told anybody that we were planning on doing this. Um, And I started bouncing questions off her and she started giving some answers. And I was like, Oh shit, we really, really don't know what we're in for here. Like, honestly, I didn't even know that there was different types of glass that needed to be like, this glass will hold this spirit. Right. Like I figured all glass can hold all liquid, but uh, there were a lot of things that we started to learn and uh, things that you talked about. uh, um, And so Jackie was, uh, you know, very helpful and knowledgeable from just her years you know of, of being in the industry and whatnot and so we just and
0: even knowing it. like a screw top is better than a cork even though everybody loves the cork but the screw top holds it it holds the air in there better i know jackie just shook her head at me but yeah i,
3: I don't know how well the, the, the screw top it like seems like a it automatically
0: puts you in a price point. Uh, it puts you in a yeah, price point. It puts you in a price point, but, but I, I it keeps the bad, air I, in there better.
1: I just don't want a real cork. That's it. Just too synthetic, so it's not breakable. No, the way.
0: Well, so as we're sitting here, as we're sitting here, literally, I just poured and this just broke. Like,
1: that's not broke. That's the seal came off from the glue to the court, dummy.
0: Yeah, but it came off. Well,
1: nobody can see it. It's an audio podcast.
0: It's an the audio podcast. I I understand. It held <laughs> on the
1: top of the court came off. Breaks of on
3: cue. Yeah.
0: Thank you for the play by play.
3: Yeah. So so long story short, um, we're talking, and I'm just like half jokingly say to Jackie, "Is like Jackie, you know, like a significant amount." About you know the things that we're trying to do, we're obviously in over our head. We're trying to get there. We're trying to learn these things. I said we'd love to have you on. We'd love to have you if you want to be a part of it. Ever let me know, and that's kind of where we left it. Um, obviously, Jackie was um, you know working uh, with Old Forester, and, and and Matt Royce and I then went to the table and started to really draw up. Um, hidden barn, um, work through uh, what it will look like and go into that piece. And then it was right up until the very end of like almost launching batch one that uh, Jackie came on. And I'll let you tell your kind of piece of that, Jackie, and kind of your story. But I mean, we were, we were getting pretty close to the initial launch. And then um you know jackie made her decision
0: well and and jackie this isn't like the whole podcast to get you on and be like tell us why you left old forester but like obviously you know you're working with a brand we all know the the drill anybody who's listening to dad's drinking bourbon you are the one percent of bourbon drinkers right like you're gonna listen to a podcast these people know what a brand team is and you're you know, you're at this point where like you're doing things at old forester which is like wash rinse repeat it's like okay i have my you know i have the birthday blend that i'm doing every year i have occasional lto's but not too many you have single barrels you're doing is this something where you kind of wanted to just branch out and do your own thing or was it just like without spending too much time talking about the whole split, like is it also your ability? Like you have all this knowledge, you have this backing, you have name recognition, and you know that you can go out and do more on your own that you, I mean, you're almost kind of hindered. Like everybody I've talked to my friends that have left big brands before Jeff Arnett, those folks, like you're almost hindered by the brand because you have so many people telling you what to do is this kind of you just want to go explore and do whatever the hell you want or what what was this
2: I mean I had reached a point where the direction I wanted to go with my career and the focus that I wanted with it wasn't really conducive to something that they were historically doing Yeah um focusing on blending with many whiskey companies producers out there has been you know, old world whiskeys, that's a role, but with new world whiskeys, there's that, that sounds bad to use the word blend is bad. And so I think it just came, there were some organizational shifts going on at the time. And I think it just became really clear to me that like where I want to focus my time um, isn't really going to be a path that's going to advance me. I can spend all the time in the world, you know, just like I've, I'll not use an appropriate language to the best of my ability
0: You yeah, here, You can say whatever the hell you want to say. Don't if, worry.
2: I'm but, very aware. But the that's the scary part. But, um, no, like you, you have certain amount of stuff that you got to get done, but then you've got all this stuff that you want to get done. And the fact is you got to do them both at the same time. And I was just getting burnt out with it and was like, I'd rather just focus on one thing. And so, um, I had other opportunities that I decided were probably just going to be the same thing. Right. You Still got a monkey on your back, just a different color monkey, like that kind of situation going on. So I was like, you know, um, at least with this team, because I didn't know Royce until right before the barrels for batch one had to be chosen. You know, like I didn't make a commitment to this project until I tasted the liquid. That obviously is the most important piece of it. And then once I did and I was like, "Oh, okay. I feel like I can work with this." And so here we go. Um, but like don't get too excited about it. Like it was it was on paper the dumbest decision I ever made. <laughs> you know, but for me it was the best decision I ever made. Like every day since then when people are like, "How are you? I haven't seen you in a while. like really, what's going on? How are you?" And I can 100% honestly answer like I am so good life is so good. I am so happy. Like I am doing everything by choice now, not because it's mandatory and it is just amazing. And
0: for those of you not to, not to cut you off, Jackie, and, and by all means, I don't want to cut you off. But for those of you that don't know, like she has an amazing, like you have Ode to Oak, which is Mm -hmm. going on. and, And I want to give a plug for that because I got some of the cologne and you know, I'm, I'm smelling right from it, but you, you have this whole kind of line that you're doing with that. You have hidden barn. Like there is a lot that you have going on that is not just like hidden barn.
2: Yeah. And I do other consultings and other blendings for other brands. I've just been very meticulous about who I've chosen to be public about involvement with, not because it's a poor product. I wouldn't be involved in if it was, but because it's important for me to give my attention to hidden barn and really promote that, you know? So um, not to say you won't see other partnerships and collaborations coming up in the future and hit nudge nudge. But for now, like this is the baby, this is what needs nurturing. And like, here we are, but like, I don't know, like it's a scary decision to make when you are a single mom and the only one paying the bills in the house and you're like, Hey, why don't I just give up health insurance and my pension and my retirement plan and take like a 66% pay cut? Why don't (laughs) I do that? That sounds like a great idea. This will be fun. Um, But I don't regret it for a second. Not at all whatsoever.
0: And is it just like the fact that you get to, then be in the driver's seat is that the thing that's so fun about it or is it something else
2: it's it's different and it's fresh and it is kind of like whatever we want to do we can do uh which is great but like you're also limited by what's available in the market because we don't have our own distillery i mean like obviously neely's a partner with us but that's not the hidden barn distillery um so there are limitations still there but we're dealing with a team that is really really balanced everybody's got very different backgrounds and it's like a little family. And yeah, you don't have to go through 13 levels of approvals. If you want to get something done, you would, you can do whatever. And everyone's like, well, let's give it a try as opposed to like, well, we're kind of scared. Let's wait till someone else does that first. Like, no, like whatever, just give it a whirl. And at the end of the day, it's fun to be in the driver's seat, but it's also, you know, it's not fun when shit hits the fan and you're responsible for it. Right. You can't hide under like levels of authority anymore but I don't know we have a good time I think this team really does like embody the mission statement where like whiskey is just meant to be shared in good company and we want to do our due diligence to highlight people that are doing things quality focused and really maintain the integrity of the category by doing so so there's nothing wrong with that
0: not at all um easy to tell like when someone's
1: happy with a job I mean they told me as a kid hell they call it work for a reason boy do they hey, think, you know, like that's what it is. But the times we've hung out, it's not like your demeanor or anything else seems like I'm here and I don't want to be, I'm working. So-and-so told me I had to do this. It's just a smile and then like pure enjoyment from the core, which I mean, it's one of those things like people are, you, you know, your parents always tell you like, I can tell you're really happy. Just the way you carry yourself. Like what? Like I wasn't carrying myself good. Like how long <laughs> was that going on? Like what the hell?
0: <laughs> Zeke, that was perfect. <laughs> you know by I mean? the way, that was 32 minutes in and just. Just so you know, I told (laughs) Nate and Jackie Zeke's going to say something. (laughs) Thirty minutes in, that was thirty-two minutes in. Just for the record,
1: but you know what I mean. It's one of those things you just tell, like somebody's like they genuinely enjoy what they're doing, that translates to so many other better things, both in the work and then just around people. So I think it's a good pull for you.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I think so. I'll tell you this too. I mean, all of us um, came from different. Areas of life and made the decision to move on from those areas. Uh, both Matt and myself, as well. You know, I I had a job with the government for twenty plus years, and um, I don't look back on it. And uh, you know, this was the best decision I've ever made in my life, too. Uh, it, 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 to to be happy and to go after something you're passionate about and take those risks. Uh, it's scary. There's no question about it, but. Um, it also brings a lot of joy and happiness, and don't think that that doesn't mean there's not stressful days and things you have to worry about. That's when you have a business; those are things that are there. But um, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, uh, well, so Nate, and, let's talk about this. Not, you know,
0: not to cut you off now, but like you had this government job. You, you know, we we all know. Like I said, we knew you from the days where you couldn't show your face. And now you have to show your face everywhere and you're traveling and you're doing all the stuff for, for Hidden Barn. How's that been to, to kind of make that change to yeah. now have that grind where you're away from the family, you're doing tastings, you're doing all that stuff. What, what's that been like for you?
3: Well, uh, I'm really thankful uh, to have someone like Jackie around that, too, because the balance and, and taking care of yourself is critical. Because it's a total different thing, right? Like my my other job was very stressful and intense, um, and and you had to take care of yourself with that. And usually I would do it by the wrong ways: eating, <laughs> fucking, drinking. <laughs> but in this case, uh, you know, part of the job is no. I mean, I job.
0: loved we I I loved by the way yeah. KBF a couple years ago. We were there, and you were like John, and and this is just I'm saying this because Zeke is an asshole. Um, You know, you you were like, John, I love your videos every morning. I love your stories every morning of you working out. And it's actually inspired me to do more. And Zeke is the first one who's like, hey, man, you hitting the gym again today? Like, and he's a jerk about (laughs) it. But there were literally people out there that were like, listen, John, I know you're not like, I, I know you're not like this model, but you're going and grinding it every day. And I appreciate it. And I just want you to know that you were one of the people like it, it inspires me when I get those messages from you yeah, man. and, uh, and I appreciate that.
3: Well, it's good. It's good to see that because I think it's important for people like, and I've learned this quick, uh, in this industry, number one, how hard people in this industry work. I was on the other side of it with fifty two eighty, and I was enjoying, uh, the cigars fruit, and, and the food and the, the drinks. Yeah. Enjoying the, the pours and the events and, uh, like sitting there like, man, this is awesome. Like Jackie's here talking to us about Old Forrester and I'm sitting here drinking and having a great time. And uh, you don't understand behind the scenes. Like Jackie also had to go to, you know, nine accounts that morning and do a training. And what you start to understand is the amount of effort and work the people in this industry are doing behind the scenes. And so if you're a whiskey club out there or a whiskey society or a group like that, have that understanding, like, when these when these folks are coming to present to you, it's probably, like, the seventh thing they've done that day. They've probably <laughs> been grinding all day. They've been traveling. They've been uh, away from their families, all of those things. And uh, that was probably lesson number one that I learned real quick, like, how difficult and how hard you work. Uh, just at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, shit, just standing at that booth this will tell you everything you need to know about how hard it is. I was standing at that booth. We're pouring for people, which was fantastic. I was loving it, talking to people, pouring all day. I got offered uh like VIP tickets to Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And I was so fucking hurt, like hurting physically and tired. that I just went back to the hotel and went to bed. Like that's, that's, and that's just me one day. So these guys are grinding every day in and out. So what I learned quickly, uh, John, and, and uh, I know you, you you do the same as, like, your out to do that, is, like, I've got to take care of myself yeah. when I'm not doing these. And I can have my vices, my cigars, my whiskey, do those things, stay out, have late night fun and parties, but I've got to balance that out with walking, sauna. Like Oh, man. Things, saunas, you know?
0: like, let's just talk like for a second, because, like, saunas are underrated, like and, like... To so sweat good. out all that shit is just yep. so good for you. I'm um,
1: uh, sorry you don't think I right. take care of
3: myself.
0: No, Zeke, yeah, that's a little hurtful. Now Zeke takes a bath. Uh, <laughs> so Zeke, Zeke's <laughs> Zeke, you're whole traveling thing
3: around the country getting uh, tattoos for free drinks, brother. I, <laughs> we might be on a different uh, level now. You probably take
0: care of yourself. I'm Zeke sure you gets do. ass tattoos, but he'll yeah. he'll take a bath. So Zeke's big thing is he goes to the Y twice a week, <laughs> and he takes a bath and sweats it out like that is Zeke's nice. routine and sometimes I mean, I'll be like I'll be like hey Zeke you want to record he's like I'm sweating it out in the bath right now and I'm like all right <laughs> man that's okay
1: a person in the bathtub does not go over well that's all I'll say
0: <laughs> one day I <laughs> want to do feet? a podcast with him in the bathtub and just see how that goes but we'll see
3: Pretty epic. Uh, But yeah, that's one of the things I learned pretty quick is you got to take care of yourself and just how hard people in the industry work. So just know that.
0: Well, how many Uh, states are you all in right now?
3: We're getting there. We're
2: in Kentucky, Colorado, Missouri, and alive and well in all those. We just launched in Nevada, uh, opening up Louisiana.
0: Why not Tennessee?
2: Tennessee's a tricky state with distribution.
0: We know know this.
2: You no, know, I so why are you asking? You know the answer. To we could
0: help you. That's what I'm saying. Is nah, like, no,
2: no, no, no. See, that's another thing you learn real quick in this industry. Everybody wants to help you, and it just becomes a bigger pain in the ass. So, like, no, no, no. It's not that I don't <laughs> trust you, it's not that I don't believe you. It's that I know better. So, I don't know. Um, New Mexico is coming up. I mean, yep. we've got what about Nebraska, Nebraska coming up? We've got Georgia. Georgia coming up california got florida. florida like we're growing yeah. Yeah. but we didn't want to expand and just yeah. go like oh everybody can have a case like we want to expand and maintain inventory in those states we don't want to do that like just it, it takes a plan you know you can't yeah. just like bust it out there so i don't know and
3: every every that's another thing we learned really quick every state is completely different mm-hmm. like it is crazy how different every state is with what you have to do licensure wise, import wise, approval wise, um, some states are really easy. Like it's nothing. And then other states, I mean, we've been trying and we've been working with Louisiana for months now. It has been brutal, like to get into Louisiana and uh, you know, we're hoping that we're almost there and, and that we can bring product out to those great folks. But uh yeah, it is it is difficult, so um yeah, we definitely want to hear your input, Johns. So we're not saying no, that. We no, just, just know that. Uh, we don't want you to feel that, but we, but we also know that. Um, we also know that. Uh, yeah, there's just there's so many things, so many distributors, so many options. So we're learning as we go. There's been a few mistakes that uh, we've had or made or learned from, and, and the biggest thing is that we've learned and just keep moving forward. So, uh, and that's what we've done.
0: No, I'm I'm just giving you all hell. Don't worry like you're fine but um, we want to get there we
3: definitely want to get to to Tennessee I love Tennessee
0: but how has that been though I mean you you talk about that change right where you realize there's a lot more work that goes into it um you know I know that with the the pandemic you're working with distributors has been a little different are you finding that you really need to go out there and do an in-person touch or are you able to do, you know, Zooms? How How is this working, getting into new states and, and getting people educated about Hidden Barn and what goes into Hidden Barn?
2: Well, I mean, we always do like an in-person launch, right? When it's new markets and then like support those markets as needed. There's, I mean, total four of us, right? Yeah. Like four of us have to cover everything. You you can't like, you know, call up accounting. Like we are accounting. We call called the design department. We are the design department. Like we're all of it. Like all of the freaking pieces all at once. So, um, we do our best, but like, I gotta say though, we've done a pretty good job of going and even going like multiple of us will go into a market, which is even better. Cause then they'll just split us up and then we're able to hit twice or not three times the accounts in the same amount of time as being there and like we actually like being together in person so like it it
0: works well and and that's something i mean that that was we all got to spend time together in new orleans zeke was not there shocker but we all got to spend time together in new orleans and it is very 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 obvious how much you all like spending time together to the point where like (laughs) you know jackie was doing this amazing it it literally and i know i put my foot in my mouth because i said a joke that wasn't funny and i know this now like i i i tried to be funny i wasn't funny for one joke but jackie was up there in front of everyone going through all the things that you will smell and taste during uh, your your whole whiskey experience and there were 10 envelopes It literally was one of the best seminars I've ever been to in my whole life. And I was in the back with the whole hidden barn crew and everybody was just giving Jackie shit during the the whole presentation. And in a way where it's like, you know, it's like you give your friend shit because you really like them. And that was what it was. Right. And, and I was right next to, to Royce and, and I was right in between Nate and Royce and we were having a great time and the whole crew was back there. Um, and just Jackie, like, I have to say you did such a good job with that. I would Thank love you. to, like, I wanted to record that. Like I, that's one of those ones where I would love to record and just put that out as a podcast. Cause I think people would get so much information from it, like the different things that you get. And there it really comes down to 10 different things that you get in in your nose and in your taste from everything but like y'all have fun like and that's the the best thing it was hidden barn was was a part of it we made sure that there were four hidden barns that we tasted during that seminar but like it, it just like i i can't say enough how much fun y'all are having together and then seeing you in the booth during the grand tasting, seeing everything everyone is doing. And then you, you got up there and y'all won an award like congrats, um, for the new Orleans bourbon festival to win an award. That was a pretty big thing, especially like man, silver, <laughs> silverback and Rye uh, wanted to win every award. So the fact that you got an award with them doing all of that, like that's huge. And I, I just love everything y'all are doing, and it's fun to see y'all work together.
3: Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it is important that we, we do get along, and we respect each other, and we respect each other's ideas and values, and, uh, and that's it, that makes it uh, special for us to be able to work with people we actually enjoy spending time with. And um, I will tell you this, that's a that's a perfect example of that seminar, though. The behind the scenes and the things that Jackie had to do to get that thing is ours. And I could not believe because we did it at the Stanley Hotel out in Colorado, too. We did, a, there was a Nicolas Cage uh, movie, and they had us come out for as Hidden Barn for the Western whiskey. <laughs> and uh, quite the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's a Western movie Nicolas Cage did. Uh, it's rivals, so the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm sure, for most people.
0: Oh, I'm sure, right? Like yes. Nicolas Cage was in
3: it. Yeah, but uh, but we did it out there, and man, it took Jackie. I don't know how many hours, but at least a lot. Yeah, you just call it 20, a lot. You know, twenty plus hours to do that. But it is such an informative thing, and it is so educational. And we, you know, we want to educate people too as well. And uh, we don't just want to do things half-assed. And, and when Jackie puts her mind to something, she does. I mean, it's the best of the best. So it was uh, it was fun to be a part of that and that. Uh, that's a really cool cool learning experience, uh, for yeah, that.
2: but I mean, like even with all those hours put in and like all the yeah. nightmare of it, like we're sit- we're all sharing a house together, right, up in fricking Estes Park, like rocking out to Phil Collins and Garth Brooks randomly, <laughs> and just like we just I don't know, like you can yeah. get work done and not be miserable with it, you know, so. I don't know. I, I feel like they are my brothers in a certain way. So I just like get to work with like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, but the dynamic is just, it's great. It's absolutely great.
0: I we mean, I can feel like, it coming in the air tonight. Stuff. Like when y'all are wow. together
2: again, again, really? Yeah. Am I the only one catching on to your jokes?
1: No, it's just thereabouts. to knows to ignore him. When he said, oh, I've only told okay. one bad okay. joke, that was the first lie and probably the third bad joke.
0: <laughs> no, I, it was really like this bad joke. <laughs> it was really a bad joke in the middle of Jackie's <laughs> there's, there's session.
1: Thing, there's things he's known and, for, and bad jokes are one of them.
0: And like, I know Jackie looked at me like, I hate you. Like,
2: no, not at all. It was, I
0: mean, it was a really bad joke. It wasn't even good. Like, and Nate even like you know yeah it was it was low-hanging fruit and i'm sorry like jackie i want you to know i left that session like feeling worse about myself (laughs) from that joke and i was like one day and then i like tried to it was even to the point where like i tried to over apologize the next day and i was like uh just i'm digging myself a grave so i'm gonna stop
1: no. John's known bit. in group chats for telling a joke and then and the chat dies
0: no no that doesn't have that there's one chat group we're in and I hardly post it anymore
1: because you kept killing it <laughs> 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 my
0: my daughter wants to be on the podcast tonight I don't know why but Sophie say hi to everyone hi okay
3: hi, hi
0: all right do you want to do you want to let dad daddy's not going to edit this out so do you want to let daddy go finish the podcast no thank you (laughs) okay um so how does it work when you all pick a barrel right because you how many barrels have you all put out now you all pick the barrels and and you're not really doing a whole lot of blends here as much as it's more Yeah. We've been on for 49 minutes, baby. Um, how, how does it work when y'all pick a barrel? Is it more like y'all are tasting them, you blending them together? What, what's that process like for hidden barn?
2: So the majority of our products are blends. And when I say blend, I don't mean blended whiskey. I mean, it's batches. It's very small batch uh, releases. We've done a handful of single barrels, but for the most part, um, Screening through the liquid is the first step is a defect check. And then the next step is a, you know, more of like a descriptive analysis, if you will, of like flavor compounds. But outside of that, every now and then you come across one or two that are like, oh, my gosh, on its own. This one stands up. So hold it in your back pocket. But I think, you know, a a situation a lot of people get into with that strategy of offering not only a small core brand plus single barrels, is they start picking out all of the really good barrels for their single barrels. And you end up with nothing but the shabby barrels that you hope like mediocre plus mediocre doesn't equal great. Like you got to get that through your head. And I know that I know firsthand that there are other brands that have run into this issue of like, they put all their unicorns out there alone, which is great, but you still have to save some of those barrels that are incredibly stable on their own for your, for your batch, especially when the batch sizes are as small as they're with hidden barn. I mean, the biggest batch we put together is 22 barrels and that's it. We've done as low as three barrels, four or for can... a bourbon, but three for a finished project. Um, so you have to be really careful about what barrels go into what, because you will taste every single one of them. And that's on purpose. So,
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you you know, you guys have done some finishes and I can't remember off the top of my head what they are. I know they're out there or
2: were I like out how there. Much you guys like came prepared for this podcast. Like, you got John over here saying, "I know you guys do mostly single barrels," and I got you going. Ah, I don't even really know what
0: they are, but like that's... No, I. Sorry, I. We have come hey, prepared. I mean, Listen. I mean, if they if they showed up at my door and I got to drink them, I would have more firsthand
1: knowledge. Oh,
2: nice. Ooh. We
0: we we appreciate that. We also appreciate <laughs> the night that you spent with us, where we got to drink through everything. And and yes. Jackie, I am sorry that I have a seven year old that is all upon me. Hey,
2: I get it. Oh my God, and if anyone gets it. Up. No,
0: I I, mean, I know you get it, so I'm sorry. I know that we have drank through okay. all of the different batches you've had. I apologize for my, my miscue there, but...
2: It's okay. I just edit it out, and then no one will know that you ever did it. No, but <laughs> yeah. at this point, I'm just <laughs> going to leave it because it's
0: funnier. It's, it's funnier to... <laughs> like, we know that it's funnier to leave it there than it is to take it out. So... <laughs>
1: He had something a few weeks ago, and like he just rips a burp, and I happen to listen to it. It works. So I don't honestly <laughs> don't listen to much of our stuff. I got better shit to do. But
0: and Zeke's like, I'm you like, left that, that burp, burp in there, and I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> He's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, dude, you just rip a burp in podcast. He's like, oh shit, hold on.
0: <laughs> no, but Zeke normally is the one that rips a burp in a podcast, but it was so we know we have. Weeks. We know we have all these batches now. We know we have, you know, all all this stuff that's going with Hidden Barn. What's the future looking like? I mean, you know you have the partnership with Neely. You know, like, is there something out there to kind of get, like, a, a shelfer that's always going to be out there? What What is the plan? I need
2: you to give me more words around shelfer.
1: I, w- I would get I think he what means more of a, like... So, shelfer
0: is a something that...
1: daily drinker that yes. has the same profile repetitiously.
0: So, a shelfer is going to be... Hold on. <laughs> a shelfer is going to be something that is always going to be on the shelf, right? Like, you know you're going to have multiple states. Hidden Barn right now, if you think about it, it is a collection of limited time offerings, right? Like, it is you know in the sense of like yeah you might have 22 barrels in a blend but once that blend is done it's done and it's in a limited amount of states like i'm i'm talking about shelfer is something that you know you're gonna go down to the liquor store and you know you're gonna see hidden barn it's gonna be there like it has a presence it's not one of those things that you know you've done your blend when it's gone it's gone like is there more of like a, a permanent offering in in liquor stores for like a daily drinker?
2: So I think one of the really interesting and unique concepts with Hidden Barn is that these small batches are meant to have common denominator flavor profile to them based on what the series is. So series one is Neely, and series two is high high rye. And right now that's coming out of Roland. Um, but So there's always a a commonality there, but the flavor profile does change a little bit because it is so small batch, right? Naturally. So, um, as far as having something that's consistent, we might eventually release something that's a little bit more consistent flavor profile wise. Uh, but we like to be able to showcase the variances in the barrels. We like to have these batches that are different. And like, so like like when you find it,
0: when you find it, it's like another day in paradise.
2: Was this a joke? Was that a joke that, like, okay.
0: Nobody God knows. That's a, that's right. a, 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 it's the
1: a. The bottom
2: f- line is if there was something in the works, I couldn't tell you about it now, but you'll get the press kit when you need to. I'm not going to leak We'll out. get
0: it. I mean, against all odds, we will get it. And like, we will, we will be here. It will be magic. And, you know, like, anything that Hidden Barn puts out is an easy lover for
3: us. I appreciate it. I, I will you. say this. I will continue uh, to
0: put Phil Collins songs in this I
1: know, podcast. I
2: know, I know, I swear. <laughs> I'm just not uh, acknowledging it anymore. I'm just like, okay.
1: Yeah, no, it's like it's, when you go to the zoo, don't, don't feed him. <laughs> just, just let it go. <laughs>
3: but I mean, the other thing is, and Zig was right, we did a finish. We've only done one finish, and it was a Madeira finish. But uh, yeah, so we we had a Madeira finish and we were very fortunate and it got a double gold at San Francisco as well, along with our uh, small batch series one got double gold, and then our series two, our high high rye bourbon got a gold. So we were very, very fortunate of those. We want to keep building on that. I think like Jackie said earlier, the cool thing is we can do whatever the heck we want. So we will continue to put out quality whiskey. That's the most important thing. Um, whiskey that's not flawed whiskey that has quality um let jackie you know use her skill set to to make uh fantastic balanced uh batches and uh we may have uh different mash bills coming up we may have more finished oh. product coming up. we may have other things like that but but those are things obviously that uh um, until they're out and, and, and done, it's like uh, we, we won't talk too much about just uh, out of respect to the people we're partnering with and working with. But one thing you do know is once it comes out, we, we're fully transparent with everything we do. So when we release these products, you will know exactly where they're from, what's in it, uh, down to the cooperage of the barrels. Uh, that is one thing that was important to all four of us. Uh, you know and especially jackie and i is that we are fully transparent with what is going into the bottles and what is going into your glass and that you always will have access to uh seeing that and if you go to our site you always see like it'll say how many barrels were it what was the proof what was um you know where where it was from and and, and those are things that we want people to know and down to char level it's a, a two char for series one a three char for series two and, and those things we we want people to know that because it's important i think as part of the experience when you open and share and have those conversations
0: are there any cooperages you like more than others i mean i and and i'm not trying to like get you to say anything that you know obviously at this point like you just need to get barrels so like i'm not trying to like say something that would piss off a cooperage but are there some that you're you're kind of liking more than others or what?
3: Yeah, and, then, um, you know, I, I think that it's not liking more than others. I think there's one that we're really uh, happy with, that we feel like there's really quality out of, Zach Cooperage. I think that there's some really quality barrels that come out of there for us. Now, that means that we uh, probably there'll be a run for those barrels <laughs> when, we, when we announce it. But one thing is we have good relationships with our partners. And, um, you know, but I, I – we do a, a two-year seasoned air stave. So, you know, these aren't cheap barrels. These aren't barrels that are just, you know, getting put together after four or six months. These are these are put together with staves that have been out in the yard for two years, getting those tannins out, seasoning, and uh, coming together. And, and uh, um, we want to use quality barrels because uh, we think it's important. Uh, you know, when you're putting out a four- to six-year product, you want to have quality barrels. And uh, so that, I would say that there's, you know, we've worked with a few different cooperages and there hasn't been one that that we've worked with that we haven't been happy with, but uh, Zach Cooperage is one that we've worked with probably um, the most and, and uh, appreciate uh, uh, Zach and, and, and what they do.
0: And Jessica Ann, right? Is she,
3: yeah, she's over there. She has her own barrel, but she, she helps us on the other end with finished barrels. Uh, Jessica Ann is part of a company that does finishing and finished barrels, not Zach Cooperage, but she does finished barrels and, uh, sometimes they're able to find us barrels that are fantastic as well. And again, you know, we, we hate saying it out loud because, you know, there's a lot of people looking for barrels, but we also want to give them their due. Like these are people that uh, look at quality like we do and want to make sure that the, what they're getting us is quality, quality barrels as well. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have to wonder if it's a, uh, I mean, this day and age, it, it definitely seems like barrel quality can be more noticeable in things. And I yeah. wonder if, if it's, necessarily not a reflection on the cooperage as much as it could be i mean how good's the wood out there that's available to begin with and we all know trees don't grow overnight so it's not like you want to say like well so and so makes great barrels somebody else makes half-assed ones you think i think there's enough variables in there that you know you couldn't really pin it on one thing would be my guess
2: yeah there's way too many variables Keep in mind, the majority of the stuff that we are messing around with, we're buying later in the game. Like when it comes to us laying down new make and such, like we can start being a little choosy with Cooperages. But right now, we're kind of in this exploratory phase of like getting to really see the differences Cooperage to Cooperage and style to style of these barrels. Or my perspective, anyways. See, mine, I was dealing with liquid that was all coming out of the exact same Cooperage for the past like almost a decade, right? And it was so, all
0: the Brown Formage cooperage yeah. right like the one out of alabama yeah. or you know so
2: here in louisville
0: oh, okay well
1: i was gonna they ask also two.
2: have one down there too yeah but it mostly services jack
1: because i'm sure uh you know both of y'all like john and us we we, we nerd geek out whatever you want to call it but i'm sure between you know having access to different distilleries products blending that into batches possibly cross blending it playing with everything else like I can imagine it's almost harder to to rein it in on focus on all right, what the hell are we gonna do today? What's gonna be yeah. the next release? Cause mm. we just threw 10 ideas on the board and we all loved all of them, but we can't do ten damn things at once. So, like what what's it gonna be? I can see that being, you know, like, all right, we gotta vote on this or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think we have a lot to play with a lot of options and that can be kind of overwhelming to a certain extent but miraculously we all really align on what we think the best next moves are so so far so good i guess um i don't know we haven't had our first fight yet <laughs> you know so we'll see how that goes well <laughs> and one and, of these days i'm sure
0: and it's something i talked about i mean we we You know, this is admittedly going to go out. I'm going to put this out this week uh, before I put out our podcast we did with Jeff Hoffmeyer from the Brindiamo Group. But, you know, the Brindiamo Group is is giving a lot of people barrels and he's a huge brokerage and all that kind of stuff. But we kind of talked about how, like, brands don't have to be, like, you don't have to go out there and be like, I'm going to be a 100,000 case brand. Like, you you know, like… And, and I think for y'all, it's like, as long as you're sustaining yourself, as long as you are, you know, paying the bills, as long as you are getting to continue doing what you're doing, you don't have to go out there and, and like, it's not for every brand to go out there and build themselves out to be the biggest brand in the whole entire world. Like, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, you're good. Correct. Truth. Y'all, what states are you in? What What do you want to say before we, we close out? Where do you see oh, this that. thing kind of going? Pick, dummy. What? We did that. Talk about the pick. Dummy. Oh, we got to talk about the pick. Yes, we did a pick. We, Christ. Hey, Ta-da! I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> this, a little. This is why it keeps you me, around. You this, me around. This, you, this is why it keeps me around. No, Zeke is actually. <laughs> Zeke is making his worth as I have a seven year old who has come in the bourbon room like this normally doesn't so just so you both know this normally does not happen like my daughter normally does not come in the room while i'm trying to do a podcast but sophie so um this is a whole thing where we got together we all had a great night and it turned into one of those nights like the night that the four of us had together was one of those ones that I live for in bourbon in the sense of like, I brought all the equipment, like we were going to record. And then we realized like, nah, we're just going to be friends tonight. Like (laughs) this is not going to be one of those nights where we end up recording and making this like quote unquote work. Uh, we picked a single barrel and, it it was a damn good single barrel too and we are putting this out for father's day for those of you that want to get it uh we're going to make sure is where is this one going to be located um i know zeke has been closer to this than me but we are going to get this out there for everyone we are we have picked a hidden barn we picked it with nate we picked it with jackie we had a great night together where is this one going to be Sealbox. Sealbox.com.
2: Sealbox.com.
1: And I believe for anyone that wants to buy multis, I'm sure John will be in charge of our press later for all this. And the things he does do well, unlike remembering that we did a barrel pick about a month ago. But <laughs> no, I, I Yeah, but this is
2: exciting. So like I know you guys have like a code or something, or yep. what? what I, think, you I, think gonna be, I think it's
1: just gonna be dad's and anybody wants to buy multis. It'll be a $15 discount, I believe, is what Matt sent over. Um, yeah. He and I talked about that as far as some kind of promotion. And being Father's Day, obviously, super stoked, happy, thankful, et cetera, all those wonderful words to do the the first single barrel you guys have offered. It being Father's Day, clearly that always hits a good
0: spot for Is John it the first I. single barrel they've offered? Well,
3: this is the first no. one of our new program. So you guys are actually getting the first single barrel where we did proof uh to taste and uh where we actually were we started out cast strength and you guys were able to prove it down i knew the it's answer to, to that well. zeke
0: zeke's shaking his yeah. head at me uh, it, yeah. so mm-hmm. one thing they teach you when you actually do professional radio is they say don't ask any questions you don't know the answer to already so like when i was asking him that i wanted him to explain just so you know
3: yeah.
2: Is this what professional? Is Would you call this professional,
0: John? Not really. I used to he be professional.
2: spit out whatever he was drinking. <laughs> when, Why can't we have video for this?
0: When, oh my God. When, when I was on ESPN and the Horse Racing Radio Network, Jackie, that was <laughs> professional. This is not professional. <laughs> when I won an actual Eclipse Award and... Which, which is like the Grammys and horse racing. That was that was professional. This is far from that. My seven year old has been hanging on me for twenty five minutes, and I finally got her to cut out of the room.
2: I'm just glad it's it didn't cut. Yeah, I'm glad it it's didn't
3: all tuss.
2: good. But it, it is exciting because we have done, you know, a handful of single barrels at barrel strength, and all of our small batches are offered at barrel strength, but. I always have been a firm believer that not every barrel is its best as it comes out, you know, like sometimes a little bit of proofing down will definitely help the flavors a little bit. So, um, we went through a little, a, a big tasting with you guys and you ended up with a barrel ten fifty eight. It was filled June 22nd, 2018 and you're getting it at 103 proof.
1: And and to that, you uh, They'd brought in samples. We had four separate barrels, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, we tasted everything, right? We tasted everything.
1: Four barrels at two different proofs. One was cash drink, one had had a little bit of water thrown in there, um, where Jackie thought it was also very presentable. And then, ironically enough, as we're bullshitting later, we've picked a barrel basically and then say, well, I wonder what it tastes like in the middle two proofs between 107 proof and 100. That's right. Yep, so we mix it 50-50 and then it still like has a ton of sweetness. It's a crusher, mm-hmm. honest to goodness, like it had just enough pop to where you know you're drinking something finished well. Like it, it just held on to everything front to back as much as you could want something
0: to and, and like for those also... of you that know what zeke and i like like we love those sweet crushers like and the fact that you know we're we're tasting things for you and we're giving you our our reviews and like yeah you know i we gotta be on those nights and we gotta taste everything but like when we're off we just want a sweet crusher like that's <laughs> that's just what we want and y'all know that and thankfully jackie and nate were so nice to like work with us and and that's the thing i will say about you know doing a, a pick with hidden barn and doing this whole thing like they let us tune it in exactly where we wanted it to be and that yeah. is like there there there's some things like you know when you do a pick and you do a single barrel you know you're going to do that pick but like you're not dialing it in to the proof that you want it to be and that is what kind of sets them apart right now is that we got to like we're like all right we know it's this barrel but let's play around with it a little bit more and they were like cool let's do it and p.s do you want to order pizza like, and that was the best part about the whole night, is that we had pizza, we were at the Whiskey House, it was a great night, Um, you know, I it, it I can't say enough about the pick experience with Hidden Barn.
3: No, I appreciate that, man. We had a great time. I've, I've been to the Whiskey House a few times, and this was a new location, I always appreciate it. Zeke and I first met at one of the older Whiskey Houses, Zeke, I don't know what year that was, but... Now, that was in 12 (laughs) South.
0: That's when Zeke used to take a run. That was when Zeke was with his ex, and he'd go take a run, and he'd go by the whiskey house (laughs) and have a pour in the middle of his run.
1: This was at (laughs) night, thank you. It was at night.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Zeke's like, hey, I'm going for a run right now. I'll be back. And then a couple pours later, like, that was a tough run.
3: No. Hey,
1: it was tough. Sweat <laughs> out, put in, sweat out again.
0: Heck yeah. Makes sense to me. But Nate, we were right, we were so happy to have you there.
3: Yeah, it's good and and uh, I always appreciate you guys. I know when uh you guys going back to early days of 5280. So, I appreciate the support and we wanted to support you all. I mean, even though we're not officially in Tennessee, we wanted to Uh, We felt it was important to give you guys an opportunity just because uh, we appreciate you guys and, and, you know, what you all do, too, for the whiskey world. So thank you for that.
0: No, we appreciate. uh, I mean, and and I'll just say, you know, closing this whole thing out, you know, Nate, you have been everything you have done from 50 to 80 to, to the very beginning. I mean, like for people that don't know, I still have a little bit left in my Stranahan snowflake that nate sent me from like 2018 like
3: that's the night i almost died but yes i remember that but nate
0: like (laughs) nate literally like we love you um you have always been one of those people for us and and this isn't like for those of you listening right like we love hidden barn we've tasted through and we've got to taste like i got to taste at the whiskey house all of hidden barn And then right after we went to the whiskey house, I went down to new Orleans and I got to taste again, everything that was in hidden barn. And you know, when I was at the new Orleans bourbon festival, 90% of the time I spent at the grand tasting, I was with the hidden barn crew because they just are the best crew of the whole place. But, um, you know, I got to taste a lot of hidden barn and I love what they're doing it's not just one of these things where we're paying them lip service because they're friends like what they are doing is incredible what they're able to do with with Royce Neely and Neely Family Distillery is great what they're able to do in their own right with the whiskey they're getting is great uh you know against all odds they are just doing like you know I wish it would rain down hidden barn whiskey all the time. And I can't stop loving you. You are, you are two stop worlds it. coming together.
2: Have to stop.
0: You are two I worlds coming stop. together to make this incredible whiskey. It is magic. It truly is magic. And if I had a studio, I would invite all of you to come and and make whiskey in my studio, but you all were the best. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate everything you're doing, and thank you so much for coming on Dad's Trinky Bourbon. I don't care anymore. There's no more strangers like me. We're friends, and I will stop doing Phil, Phil Cullen songs He's now.
2: So- impressive unless like do you have a list of song titles in front of you no. right now that you're referencing I then don't. I'm, you know moderately he's got,
1: impressed. he's got the googles don't let him lie to you
0: no i don't have the googles up right now i don't zeke mm.
2: i don't don't
0: look at me that way i don't
3: that's impressive uh yeah
2: I want to I think that's the first time that we've ever been complimented in that format though. So thank you very much for that. Very I mean you both are
0: you both are easy lovers. And God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: It's just not, I I kind of want to just let you keep going. No, like, no, no Don't encourage be like this. Like a 3 hour podcast so, just to see how much you can do with this. So
0: Jackie, it have you ever zoo, met don't feed the animals. Have you ever met Tim Heisler from Beam
2: Maybe
0: Tim is one of my favorite people. And he came on a podcast and he had just gone to, to see rage against the machine. And so I put 29 rage against the machine song titles into the podcast. Like I, I was saying like, you know, I was like Freddie. No, he was like calm, like a bomb before like his dad gave him his own distillery. And then he came out with another bomb track and like this whole, like, Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do
2: I'll take care of what you need to take care of (laughs) because I have a brilliant idea for you and I won't even charge you anything for this you just take this and run with it
1: does it involve him running his head into a a wall
2: should it I mean (laughs)
3: I hope
1: that's That's the most brilliant idea I'm going to hear Sorry. No, it's
2: okay. I feel like you need to release a playlist of every song title you reference in your episodes and have like you need to have like like a, a Spotify,
0: Spotify playlist. Channel.
2: Yes. I'm, Why don't you do that?
0: I'm down for this. It'd be all T Swift. That's all he listens to.
2: No, it apparently is. it's gonna be Phil Collins quite a bit to do. Collins,
0: and, Rage Against you know, the Machine, T Swift. It's it's everything, but
2: this sounds pretty epic.
0: Y'all are the best. Thank you so much for joining Dad Drinking Bourbon. We can't wait to see where Hidden Barn goes. Where can the folks find you?
2: HiddenBarn.com.
0: Okay. Is it hiddenbarnwhiskey.com? <laughs> yeah, Is it hiddenbarnwhiskey.com?
3: Hidden uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but also, you know what? If you go there, you can sign up for a newsletter that we have and we've been growing that. And uh, there's actually some cool shit we put out through that newsletter. And uh, so that's through HiddenBarnWhiskey.com. and then we're on Instagram hidden underscore barn. Perfect. And you I'll can go. You can go ahead quick. and
0: find us on Facebook at Dad Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Facebook at Dad Drinking Bourbon. Please uh, leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I am getting pulled away right now because it, it's bedtime. But thank you, Jackie and Nate. We really appreciated having both of you on. And uh, we we can't wait to see where Hidden Barn goes in the future.
3: Thanks, guys. Cheers, and uh,
0: look thank forward to you. hanging out with you in the near
3: future. Cheers, y'all. All right. Out.